Welcome to a powerful message from the Lighthouse Chapel International, Bronx North Branch. Lighthouse Chapel International branches worldwide provide every member the training, support, and encouragement to fulfill the Great Commission and to go to heaven and hear Jesus say, Well done, my good and faithful servant. Join us for a life-changing experience as you listen to this message. And we are thankful. Father, we come before you this afternoon and we ask the God that you speak to us. We ask the God that you minister to us. Heavenly Father, I stand here and I am sharing from your word. Therefore, Lord, I am confident that the Spirit of God is with me. I ask the God that you use me only as a vessel. Bring alive your word into our lives. Let it bring a transformation and a change. Heavenly Father, we come against any voice that is not of you. We come against any spirit that will lift itself against the knowledge of God. We rebuke any foul spirit. We rebuke any familiar spirit. In the name of Jesus, let the word of God go forth and let it accomplish the purpose for which you send it. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Clap for Jesus as you take your seats. You may be seated. And put your hands together for this anointed praise and worship team. A powerful and anointed choir. I see the anointing of God upon the choir. And I see nothing but higher grounds. That is where the Lord will take them. Amen. Wonderful. Well, if you are working in Sunday school, please leave quickly and let there be no more movement. Please. Wonderful. Hallelujah. Well, I want to continue with the message that we've been sharing for the last few weeks um, about the madman of Gadara. And from the story of the madman of Gadara, we've been sharing a lot of things about demons. Amen. Amen. And we've been sharing from the book, Demons and How to Deal with Them. Amen. Amen. Are you learning how to deal with demons? Are you identifying certain demons that have been troubling you? And I believe that um, the word of God is so true. It says that you shall know the truth. And the truth, it is the truth. I say it is the truth that you know that will set you free. It is the truth that comes in you that makes you free. And that sets you free from demons. Amen. And I believe by the grace of God that at the end of this series, your life will not be the same anymore. Hallelujah. So we've been sharing so much about the madman of Gadara and so many different things that happened to this man has also taught us so many things. Amen. And um, last week we began talking about the compatibility between good and bad spirits. 
how compatible good and bad spirits can be. Amen. How many of you were here last week? Wonderful. There are a few of you who were not here last week, um, but we shared so much. Last week, we saw how a person can be influenced by two different spirits. Amen. Now, before we um, begin, I just want to read this um, story, a few verses of this story to give us a background of what we've been sharing about. So, Mark chapter 5 and verse 1. Mark chapter 5 and verse 1. It says, and they, and they came over onto the outer side of the sea, into the country of the Gadarenes. And when he was come out of the ship, immediately there met him out of the tombs a man with an unclean spirit who had his dwelling among the tombs and no man could bind him, no, not with chains, because that he had been often bound with fetters and chains and the chains had been plucked asunder by him and the feathers broken in pieces. Neither could any man tame him. And always, night and day, he was in the mountains and in the tombs, crying and cutting himself with stones. And when he saw Jesus afar off, he ran and worshipped him. And when he saw Jesus afar off, he ran and worshipped him and cried with a loud voice and said, What have I to do with thee, Jesus, thou son of the most high God? I adjure thee by God that thou torment me not. For he said unto him, Come out of the man, thou unclean spirit. Hallelujah. Amen. So last week, we saw from few stories how a person can have an evil and a good spirit in him. The madman of Gadara was someone full of evil spirits, full of demons. Yet we saw a man running to worship Jesus. We saw a man coming to bow to worship Jesus. And he probably would have worshipped Jesus and gone back quietly. But the Bible says, he's, he said, he cried out with a loud voice and said, What have I to do with thee, Jesus, thou son of the most high God? I adjure thee by God that thou torment me not. This is a man who came to worship. Now this is another voice that is speaking. Say, I adjure thee by, thee, by, by God that thou torment me not. And the Bible explains why he said at this time. He says, for he said unto him, that means Jesus said unto him, come out of the man, thou unclean spirit. Hallelujah. So the man was full of evil spirits, yet he came to worship Jesus. Amen. We also saw the spirit of God influence Peter. We saw the spirit of God influence Peter to identify Jesus as the Christ the son of the living God. We saw Jesus acknowledging that this is not by man. So we saw a spirit of God influencing Peter to identify or to see that 
this is the Christ, the son of the living God. And at the same time, we also saw how he was influenced by Satan to give a friendly advice. And I put friendly, quote unquote. To give a friendly advice to Jesus not to go to the cross. Hallelujah. One man, two different spirits influencing him. Hallelujah. And it is sometimes not so apparent. Means it's not so clear. You cannot easily discern which spirit is influencing the person. If you will only take the face value of what the person is saying. It takes the anointing to also identify the anointing that is on a person or to identify the evil spirit that is in a person. Hallelujah. Is somebody understanding what I'm sharing with you? So we see Peter saying to Jesus, he says, thou art the Christ. Thou art the Christ. Then Jesus saying, he says, thou art the Christ, the son of the living God. Then Jesus said, flesh and blood did not do what? Reveal. He says, flesh and blood did not reveal this to you. Hallelujah. That means it was revealed to him. It was a special anointing that revealed it to him. Hallelujah. You know, let's read that scripture in uh, Matthew chapter 16. I think um, it's worth reading. It's our church, isn't it? Matthew chapter 16, and I believe verse 13. Matthew chapter 16 and verse 13. Hallelujah. Isn't it wonderful? Isn't it powerful? Yes. Look at that. He says, when Jesus came into the coast of Caesarea, Philippi, he asked his disciples, saying, Whom do men say that I, the Son of Man, am? This was a simple question. Bridget, do you see? Jesus was his disciples. And then they came to this place. And then he asked his disciples, who have been following him, who he has been teaching, who he's been preaching to. He asked them, he says, Whom do men say that I, the Son of Man, am? What are men saying? What are the people saying about me? When you go to town, when you are in the marketplaces, when you go to the supermarket, when you, when you are at your workplaces and you meet the, the church members, what are they saying about me? Amen. Some of you, you see, it's is very interesting. Jesus was interested to know what the people are saying about him. Sometimes you hear things, but you, come, you don't come and tell the pastor. People are saying things about the pastor, but you didn't come to tell him. Jesus wanted to know what the people are talking about, what they are saying about him. And his loyalty to tell the pastor. Jesus wanted to know what the people are saying. So the next verse, he said, and they said, some say, some say, some say. Some say that thou art John the Baptist. Some Elias. And others, Jeremiah's, or one of the prophets. He said, this is what the people are saying. Some are saying you are John the Baptist. Some are saying you are Elias. Some are saying you are 
Jeremiah. And others also are saying you are one of the prophets. Now, there were several prophets. There could be false prophets. There could be true prophets. But they say you are one of the prophets. We don't know which one, but one of the prophets. He said unto them, Jesus said unto them, But whom say ye that I am? You, you, you. Who do you say that I am? You, you. Who do you say that I am? For after you have been with me for a while, what do you say I am? Whom do you say that I am? I am interested in what you also say of me. So he says, whom do you say that I am? Now usually when people are saying, they say this, they say that, and they don't say anything else, it means that they agree with what the people are saying. Because when the people were saying, you are the son, you are the prophet, you are Jeremiah, they didn't say anything to them. Because they would have answered and said, this is what they are saying, but we have been telling them that you are not this, you are not the prophet, you are not this, an ordinary prophet, you are not this, but you are that. Amen. Sometimes when you hear certain things, you ought to stand in and defend what you know. Amen. Don't be quiet. And You see, silent means... Amen. So they say, some say you are this, some say you are that, some say you are a prophet, some say you are John. But he says, whom do you say that I am? And Simon Peter answered and said, thou art the Christ, the son of the living God. He says, thou art the Christ, the son of the living God. And look at the answer that Jesus gave him. And Jesus answered and said unto him, Blessed art thou. You see, Jesus was waiting to see as the Father revealed this thing to one, at least one person. Is there at least one person in the congregation who knows truly that this person is called? He says, has the fa- he says Blessed art thou. Blessed art thou, Simon Bajona, for flesh and blood had not revealed it unto thee, but my Father, which is in heaven, he has revealed this to you. You did not learn this from another man. You did not learn this from the preaching. The Father must have revealed this unto you. Amen. Say, blessed art thou, Simon Bajona, for flesh and blood did not reveal this unto you. Hallelujah. For flesh and blood did not reveal this unto you. Amen. Amen. So you need to be careful even about the opinions that you form about the man of God. You have to be careful about your opinions that you form about the man of God because it could be very well be from your flesh and blood. The thing that you say about the man of God, it can very well be from the flesh and blood. How you perceive the son, the man of God, it can be very well be revealed to you by the flesh and blood. It must have been your feeling that is telling you that he's talking about you. It could have been your feelings that is telling you that he doesn't like you. It could have been your feelings that is telling you that he's preaching about me. Hallelujah. So be careful about your opinion. Amen. Because your opinion is not always right. Your opinion is not always right. 
The anointing on the man of God is not always revealed to everyone. Hallelujah. I said the anointing on the man of God is not always revealed to everyone. Therefore, sometimes you have to be slow with your opinion. Hallelujah. You ought to be slow with your opinion. Amen. So, it means also that if you are in a place, if you are in a place, and then you feel that God has revealed something to you concerning this man, and then you receive certain things from this man, and you are blessed from this man, and you see that there's anointing upon this man, let not someone's opinion change what you have seen, and change what God has revealed to you, and change what God has shown you, and change what God is using the man to do in your life, because it could be very well that it is coming from somebody's physical opinion. Amen. Amen. So you don't let somebody's opinion swerve you and sway you and change you. Amen. Amen. You don't let someone's opinion, you don't let someone's personal opinion change what God has revealed to you. Hallelujah. That is why you have to be very careful with conversation sometimes. Amen. Yes, some are saying he's John the Baptist. Some are saying he's Jeremiah. Some are saying he's Elias. Some are saying he's one of the prophets. But you, you, God has revealed to you that this is not John the Baptist. This is not Elias. This is not Jeremiah. But truly, this is the Son of God. Stick to that opinion. Stick to that revelation. Because that revelation did not come to you by flesh and blood. Came to you by God. Amen. It came to you by God. Hallelujah. You must stick to that. Amen. And pray that you also will receive a revelation about your pastor. Pray that you receive a revelation about your pastor. When you are in a church, pray that God will show you, God will reveal to you the anointing that is upon your pastor. Then you will take his, the words that come out of his mouth seriously. And then you run with the words that come from his mouth. And then he says, do this. And then you are faith. You do it with faith. Because certain revelation has come to you. And then you realize that this man is not just one of the prophets. He's not just John the Baptist. He's not just Elias. He's not just Jeremiah. But this is the son of the living God. This is the Christ. Am I speaking to somebody this afternoon? Amen. It is the anointing to see the anointing that is upon a man of God. You know, Reverend Osei, I admire him and I, I, I respect the anointing that is upon his life. He was Bishop's roommate and classmate. But I believe that it was a special anointing that came upon him to see the anointing that was upon his own classmate. And today we see. I believe there were so many of his classmates who didn't see that anointing. Somebody understand what I'm sharing with you? Yes. That is why I admire Bishop Saki and Bishop Eddie. It took a special anointing upon them to identify that we will leave everything and follow this man because there is something in him. It takes a special anointing to see such a thing. Hallelujah. It takes a special anointing. So you have to be very careful with opinions. 
And he, they, they are saying that they, about him. They're saying this. They say, oh, don't tell him about your things. Don't tell him. Come and tell me. Don't tell him. I know how to handle it. Don't tell him. Because when you tell him, you will use it in the preaching. Be careful with people's personal opinions about the servant of God that God has given you. Be careful. Be careful. Amen. Be careful. Because we have realized also that a person can be in the church and he is led by spirit. That is not of God. Amen. Amen. And you can give a very friendly advice. Quote unquote friendly. Am I speaking to somebody this afternoon? Let's continue to read on. He says, and Jesus answered and said unto him, Blessed art thou, Simon Barjona, for flesh and blood had not revealed it unto thee, but my Father which is in heaven. And I say unto thee, that thou art Peter, and upon this rock I will build my church, and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. And I will give unto thee the keys of the kingdom of heaven. And whatsoever thou shalt bind on earth shall be bound in heaven. And whatsoever thou shalt lose on earth shall be loosed in heaven. Then charged he his disciples that they should tell no man that he was Jesus the Christ. So this is the conversation that was happening. And then he says, he charged them, don't tell the people. Amen. Sometimes God may reveal something to you. It's not everyone that you share the revelation with. Do you understand what I'm sharing with you? Sometimes you may get a personal revelation from God and it's meant for you. Amen. We don't know why Jesus, Jesus did not tell us why, but he says, don't tell the people. Now he says, the next verse, verse 21, he says, from that time forth began Jesus to show unto his disciples how that he must go unto Jerusalem and suffer many things of the elders and the chief priests and scribes and be killed and be raised again the third day. Now, this is the gospel story that firsthand is being revealed to the disciples. This is the gospel that we preach. And Jesus was giving them the gospel message at this very moment. Jesus was giving them the message that is to come, the message that is to go from generation to generation, that he will die and he will raise up again on the third day. He will suffer the hands of the elders and the chief priests and the scribes and be killed and be raised again the third day. This is the gospel message. This is the gospel message. This is the basis for Christianity. This is based upon which we stand on solid grounds. This is what separates us from all other religion. Hallelujah. The resurrection story. And look, just as Jesus began to talk about the basis, what is going to form the basis of the church, what is going to form the basis of the Christian faith, just as Jesus was talking about it, he says, then Peter took him. Then Peter took him and began to rebuke him, saying, be it far from thee, Lord. This 
shall not be unto thee. Amen. It means that Peter pulled him aside. Peter pulled Jesus aside. He, if you read other versions, they say he took him by the hand. He took him by the hand like this. And then maybe he grabbed him and said, he says, John, continue with the service. You know, this man. Yes. And then he took him by the side. And then he says, hey, what is becoming of you? You see, the Bible says he rebuked him. He says, what is becoming of you? What, what, are, you, what are you talking about? You, you, are, you are going to die? What, 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 what is, something has come over you. You, you. you are going to die? Listen, a young man, you have just begun your ministry. There is so much power in you. Eh? The people love you. Eh? Don't you see? The people love you. You are just beginning the ministry. We have left things and we are following. You know how old we are. We have left our career. He, said, he took him by the hand. He took him by the hand on the side because he didn't want the disciples to even hear how he is going to rebuke Jesus. Because he was full of... Amen. So he took him by the side and then he said, come, 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 come. I think this high priest chain and the chief, the chief elders and the scribes, their behavior is causing some depression in you. Are you afraid? Uh, are you afraid? He said, are, are you afraid? Are, are you afraid of these people? Let's, we will stand by you. Eh? We will stand by you. When, 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 the, when the storm hits, we will be by your side. So don't let these disciples, the, the chief priests and the elders and the scribes, their behavior drive you to kill yourself. Stop, man, stop it. Go and sit down. And Jesus, look. I believe Jesus may have looked at him. <laughs> he looked at his eyes. And he says, look at this. He says, but he turned. He turned and said unto Peter. He looked at him. He said, get thee behind me, Satan. Get thee behind me, Satan. Thou art offense unto me. He says, get thee behind me, Satan. He didn't say, get thee behind me, Peter. He didn't say, get me behind me, Simon. He says, get thee behind me, who? Satan. And he was looking at Peter. Because he says, he turned and said unto who? Unto Peter. Is somebody understanding what I'm sharing with you? My brother, what's your name? Francis. Francis, do you understand what I'm sharing with you this morning? He looked at him. He looked at him. Peter, look at him. So that you don't mistake and say he was looking at Satan behind there. And he said, he turned and looked at Peter. And said, get thee behind me, Satan. Thou art an offense unto me. Someone who had just received a revelation that this is the Christ. Now, at the same time, just as Jesus began to talk about the gospel salvation message, suddenly another spirit is influencing the man. Suddenly another spirit has arisen and he's speaking through the man. And it comes as a friendly advice. How many of you think if you were there, you would have felt that Peter is someone who cares? You would have said that, oh, Peter loves the man. He doesn't want him to die. Hallelujah. 
He doesn't want him to die. He pulled him, counseling him, encouraging him. Don't, don't do that. Huh? Don't you know the scripture that says that greater is he that is in you than he that is in them? Huh? Don't you know that scripture? There is something greater in you. It can overcome. Don't be discouraged. And just as it sounded like a very friendly advice, Jesus looked at him and said, Get thee behind me, Satan. Get thee behind me, Satan. Amen. Amen. Get thee behind me, Satan. In the same person. In the same person. Hallelujah. That is why you also have to be very careful from whom you receive advice and counseling. You have to be very careful from whom you receive advice and counseling. If you receive counseling or advice from anyone, that turns you from the cause of the Lord. That turns you from the will of God. If you receive such counseling from anyone, understand that Satan has entered into that person and the Satan that is giving you counseling. And it takes a special anointing upon you to discern between the good and the evil. It takes special anointing. It took such special anointing upon Jesus to tell the difference between them. Amen. It, it took a special anointing. I believe the disciples around didn't feel that something wrong has happened. Okay, you want to die and I'm taking you to advise you to the, the Satan thing to where is this from? Why? Why are you calling me Satan? Why are you calling me Satan? You are thinking like this and I am advising you. Look, besides everything, let's put the ministry aside. I'm older than you. I have seen things. I was born before you. I have been in the church for a long time. Listen, I have seen certain things in the church and I have been around for a while. When I'm talking, listen to what I'm saying. I know what I'm talking about. I know the pastor. I know the people. I know how the lighthouse. I know how they do their thing. So when I'm telling you something, you listen to me. It sounded like a very friendly advice. Sounded like a friendly advice. But Satan had entered in him. Satan had entered into him. Amen. Amen. So we see one person who is dominated or being influenced by the spirit of God and God is speaking through him and say that this and Jesus confirming that this was not revealed to you by flesh and blood but this was revealed to you by the father and that revelation caused him to speak out. And this time we see another spirit influencing the same person. And Jesus said, now this other spirit that just spoke is not from the father. It's not from a wise counseling. It's not from anything, but it is from Satan. This last spirit, this last voice that spoke is not from the father. It is from Satan. Amen. Amen. Oh, you don't like my message. That is what is on the table. So, we began to talk about certain implications from this. Hallelujah. We began to talk about certain implications. And we shared so many things. We said that, one, a Christian can have two spirits at work in him or in her. Isn't that so? And we said that every Christian must be honest and do self-assessment at all times. That you ask yourself, what spirit is dominating you? What spirit is influencing you? 
when you are counseling somebody, ask yourself, what spirit is influencing you to say the things that you are saying? When you are making a decision, ask yourself, what spirit, what sp- is this in the will of God? What spirit is dominating me? What spirit is influencing me to speak the way I am speaking? Hallelujah. We also said that Christians must not be surprised by other Christians' behavior. Amen. Amen. Christians must not be surprised by other Christians. Like when you see a, a, a Christian behaving in a certain way, don't be so surprised. Amen. Don't be so surprised. And especially for prosperous couples. You're planning to marry someone and you see one side of the person and God didn't give you the discernment to see the other spirit that is in the other the, the person. And then you went ahead and you married that person. When you see the other spirit coming in, don't be surprised. I said, don't be surprised. Don't come and, hey, pastor. On a Christian brother. man. Hey. On a shepherd. pastor. He worship idols. You should come and see. I thought he was a Christian brother. But Reverend, you should come and see. Don't be surprised. Some people are being delivered. Amen. I say some people are being delivered. Amen. 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 Hallelujah. Don't be surprised. If you are an employer and you employ Christians and they begin to steal from you, don't be surprised. Don't be too shocked. And say, how many of you have heard that before? A, a Christian and you are stealing. Amen. Yes. It also means that worship does not make demons leave you. Worship does not make demons leave. The fact that you are such a worshiper, and you see, a lot of you women, if you saw the madman of Gadara worshiping Christ, you would have seen the way he's worshiping. You would have chosen him as your beloved. Oh, yes. If you saw how he worships and how he goes on his knees and lying down and crying, you would have said, ah, this brother, this brother, oh, this brother. This brother. Listen, one thing that I want to assure you, let me tell you. You see, as we are preaching about this message, okay, as we are preaching about these demons, you will see that certain people who have been here for a while, you will not see them. You will not see them. I'm telling you. The Lord just revealed that to me. That certain people, you will not see them. Amen. Because Jesus came in the church and he started preaching. And as he was preaching, someone who has been in the church for a while, suddenly, you know, there is a certain message, there is a certain anointing. When it comes, it breaks certain yokes. Do you understand? It, it uproots certain demonic presence. Amen. So you see that there are some people you'll be looking around, you won't find them. They're gone. I'm telling you something. Amen. Amen. So don't be surprised. Don't be surprised. But pray that whatever evil spirit that is in you, at the end of this series, 
at the end of this series. Amen. We also said that crying unto the Lord in prayer does not mean that demons are not at work in you. Crying unto the Lord in prayer does not mean that demons are not at work in you. And then we also said that certain people can have demons working in them even though they come to church and they work in the church. They are church workers, but demons are working in them. Amen. Hallelujah. And so I promised that I was going to share with you demons on your physical body. Demons on your physical body. Do you believe that demons can have effect on your physical body? Yes. Demons can have effect on your physical body. Mark chapter 5. Mark chapter 5. And verse 4. This is the madman. The Bible says, because that he had been often bound with feathers and chains, and the chains had been plucked asunder by him. He says the chains had been plucked asunder by him and the feathers broken in pieces. Neither could any man tame him. No man could tame him. They bound him with chains and they bound him with feathers. Now these are metallic restraints. They said they bind him with chains and with feathers. Now do you understand that the people may have bound the madman and they knew that when they bind you with these things, you can't break loose. Else they wouldn't have used it on him. They knew that this man, his mind is not right, but he is misbehaving, so they bound him with chains and with fetters. But the Bible says that he broke loose. It says he plucked them asunder. He plucked them. He just plucked them like this. And he just plucked the chains. Open them up and then he'll be loose. Amen. Amen. The madman was able to pluck off the chains not by his strength. Not by his own strength. But he was being influenced by demons. He was getting spiritual strength that did not come from him. Because the people who put the chains on him had human strength. And understood what human strength can do. That no human being can ordinarily pluck these chains. But the madman was able to pluck these chains and feathers from him. And it was not by his strength. Amen. Amen. That, means, that means that demons can give you supernatural strength. That means that demons can cause your muscles to move with a different type of strength. Is somebody understanding what I'm sharing with you? It means demons can give you strength that is not human. Amen. It means demons can cause your muscles, if demons can cause your muscles to move, then they can cause your arms to move. Enough strength to pluck the chains and the feathers. Hallelujah. Amen. That means demons can have influence over your physical body. Is somebody understanding what I'm sharing with you? Ordinarily, no man could have plucked off these chains. 
No man could have broken these chains. Something has to cause your muscle to contract. And for the muscle to move, and then to move your arm, or to relax and to contract. Isn't that so? For some of you who do a little bit of biology. Isn't that so? Because isn't that so? That the muscle can contract and relax. Kwame, isn't that so? Yes. For those learned medical students. Amen. It means demons can cause your muscles to move with enough strength to unplug these things. Let me read another story to you. Acts chapter 19. Acts chapter 19. Are you coming along with me? Acts chapter 19 and verse 13. He says, Then certain of the vagabond Jews... You see, this was, this was when Paul was doing a lot of miracles. In Acts chapter 19, Paul was doing a, a lot of miracles. People were bringing handkerchiefs and he would just bless them, lay them, and they would take these handkerchiefs and they would put them on the sick people and they are being healed. And they had this, Paul always calling, in the name of Jesus, be loose. In the name of Jesus, be healed. In the name of Jesus. So, there were these vagabond Jews. Verse 13, it says, Then certain of the vagabond Jews, exorcists, took upon them to call over them which had evil spirits, the name of the Lord Jesus. You see, so they will call upon people who have evil spirits. They say, here, come, come, come. Come. We are going to cast out the evil spirits in you. So he says, they will call upon them who have evil spirits. And they will call upon them the name of the Lord Jesus, saying, We adjure you by Jesus, whom Paul preached. You see, that is why you have to know Christ for yourself. If you are going to cast out demons, cast out demons in the name of that Jesus that you know yourself. In the name of that Jesus that you serve. In the name of that Jesus that you pray to. In the name of that Jesus that you want to hear from every day of your life. Not some Jesus that Paul preached. Amen. He says, we adjure you by Jesus whom Paul preached. And there were seven sons of one skiver. So this was what people were going around doing. They would go and then as they see people possessed by demons, they would see call and say, we adjure you by the, by, by the name of Jesus, the one that Paul's been talking about. Come out. And so he says, and there were these sons of Sceva. The sons of Sceva. There were seven sons of one Sceva, a Jew, and a chief of the priest, which did so. These sons also, seven of them, they were also going around doing this thing. And the Bible says, verse 15, and the evil spirit answered. So they saw a man possessed by evil spirit. And so they also came and said, these seven brothers, <laughs> seven brothers, they came and they said, we are Jordi. I believe they were, we are Jordi. <laughs> they were going back. 
They look at the man and they, they say, we are joined by Jesus, the one whom Paul preached. Let the demons in you come out. And then the man looked at them and so they went back a little bit. And the man was still standing there with his eyes. You know, sometimes when you see someone possessed by demons, sometimes you can see certain things in their eyes. Amen. So, they were, they, they were, they said, we adjure thee by Christ, the one that Paul preaches. Come out. And then the man said, what? And then they were going back. Francis, can you imagine the scenario? So he said, we adjure thee. And then the man said, come out. He said, we adjure thee by Jesus. The one that Paul preaches about. He says, and the man in whom the evil spirit was, the man in whom the evil spirit was, leaped on them. He leaped on them and he overcame them and prevailed against them so that they fled out of the house naked and wounded. One man, seven men. I mean, how can one man overcome seven men, beat them, strip them naked, and send them out in the street all wounded? Unless that, unless that evil, some evil spirit gives you that strength. Is somebody understanding what I'm sharing with you? So evil spirit can give you strength to overcome. Strength to, if you, you see, if you always, you want to beat people and you are able to beat people, you are beating people and you understand that you are being influenced by evil spirits. So he says, the Bible says that he overcame seven men, seven, no women, seven men, the sons of Sceva, and they ran out of the house naked, but naked and wounded. I believe he was kicking them kicking their butts, kicking, and then they're running, trying to cover themselves, and then kicking them. Sita, can you imagine? Jackie, seven men. So, it must be some demonic spirit that is giving such strength to overcome them. Hallelujah. Is somebody understanding what I'm sharing with you this afternoon? Let us read one more story. I'm trying to explain to you how demons can have effect on your physical body. Mark chapter 9. Mark chapter 9. And verse 17. We are going to learn something very, very important. So pay attention to what we are learning. I believe today you'll be set free from a lot of demons. Mark chapter 9 and verse 17. He says, and one of the multitude answered and said, Master, I have brought unto thee my son, which hath a dumb spirit. And wheresoever he taketh him, this is the dumb spirit. He says, I have brought to your disciples my son, which hath a dumb spirit. And wheresoever he taketh him, he teareth him, and he foameth, and he gnasheth his teeth, and paineth away. And, speak, and I spake to thy disciples that they should cast him out, and they could not. He says, my son has been sick. He is possessed by this dumb spirit, this evil spirit. And 
The evil spirit is able to tear him down. I say evil spirits can have effect on your physical body. He says, it is, he says the evil spirit tears him down and he foameth. He foameth. Do you understand what it means you are foaming from the mouth? It means he's bringing out saliva. He's foaming at the mouth. And he gnashes his teeth. It's like he's grinding his teeth. Painfully. You can't even open it with such strength. And sometimes you can see them, they are biting their tongue. And you can't even release it. They are biting their own tongue and they are bleeding. I said, evil spirits can have effect on your physical body. They are biting their own tongue and they are bleeding and you cannot even release it. With such strength. He says, and he gnashed his teeth. And pin it away. And I speak to the disciples that they should cast him out. Cast who out? The evil spirit. Are you with me this afternoon? Crown, do you understand the message that I'm sharing? He says, and that, that they should cast him out. And they could not. He answered him and said, Oh, faithless generation, how long shall I be with you? How long shall I suffer you? Bring him unto me. And they brought him unto him. And when he saw him, straightway, the spirit did what? Tear him. Straightway, when they saw Jesus, the spirit tear him, and he fell on the ground. The spirit brought him down to the ground and wallowed foaming, foaming, bringing out foam, saliva. And he asked his father, how long? Is it a goal since this came unto him? And he said, of a child. Since he was a child. And oftentimes, it had cast him. Who is, who is casting him? Are you understanding the message that I'm... Are you with me this afternoon? Please, be awake. Amen. He says, I want you to, I want you to understand something. He says, and oftentimes... It had cast him into the fire. It has cast him into the fire and into the waters to destroy him. But if thou canst do anything, have compassion on us and help us. Look, the man was not joking. You see, when you hear this, when you hear this, you see, let's, let's continue. He says, Jesus said unto him, if thou canst believe, all things are possible. To him that believeth. And straight away, the father of the child cried out and said with tears, Lord, I believe. Help thou my unbelief. This is one of my favorite prayers. Help thou my unbelief. Heal my unbelief. When Jesus saw that the people came running together, he rebuked the foul spirit, saying unto him, Thou damp and deaf spirit, I charge thee, come out of him and enter no more unto him. And the spirit cried and rent him sore. Rent him sore and came out of him. And he was as one dead in so much that many said he is dead. Hallelujah. You see, if you were to hear, see this. And I see this every day in a place where I work. I see this every day. If you were to see this, 
you will say the man is suffering from what? Epilepsy or seizures. Isn't that so? You say the man is suffering from epilepsy. The man is suffering from seizures. Let us give him some Valium or Ativan. Let us put him on some Vesa drip or Midazolam drip. Let us treat him. Let him calm down. And he will. If you see this is happening to someone, that his, the man is tearing down and rolling and shaking and gnashing his teeth, grinding and biting his tongue and foaming, you describe it as epilepsy or seizures. And then you treat it. And typically, this is exactly what happens. When, it is, when the spirit is left him, you see the person is as dead. We call it post-ictoric face. Amen. And then we say he's in a post-ictoric face. And so we give it a name. But Jesus says it was an evil spirit that was in him. An evil spirit that was tearing him down. An evil spirit that was causing him to foam. Hallelujah. Where does, where, does, where does saliva come from? It comes from the salivary glands. Isn't that so? It comes from the salivary glands. Now, salivary glands secrete. And they bring out the saliva. It means, it means that evil spirits can cause your glands to secrete certain things that you ordinarily would not want to secrete. Am I, am I, am I, making, my, am I making clear here? Sister Sonia, do you understand what I'm sharing this afternoon? It means that evil spirits can act on your hormonal glands and cause them to secrete things. Hallelujah. It means that evil spirits can act on you and act on your hormonal glands and it can give you an unusual sexual desire. Amen. Am I I making sense to somebody? Francis, am I making myself clear this afternoon? Amen. It means that Evil spirits can secrete certain hormones and you have an unusual sexual desire. No, unusual sexual desire for unusual things like wanting to sleep with animals. It's an evil spirit. And you feel so right because you feel this is what I have affection for. I have affection for men. I want to sleep with men. I have affection for women. It is an evil spirit that is causing this secretion and a desire. You have a desire and affection for another man or another woman like that. It's an evil spirit. Amen. It means you can have a strong desire and you feel so right. It's not me. I, I, I don't, I feel like, I, I, I don't want. You see, when you are, when you are, when you are in yourself, when you are of yourself, you, you normally, you have affection for a, a woman if you are a man. And when you are of yourself and you are a woman, you have affection for a man. But some evil spirits acts on you and acts on your hormonal glands, secrete certain hormones that now you have a desire for women. And then you say, I don't know. I, I don't know how I feel about it. I, I just have a, an affection for women. I want to sleep with women. I want to be with a woman. I want to be with a woman. I want to be with a man. I'm a man, but I have an affection for man. It is evil spirits. It is demon. Amen. 
It means that evil spirits can cause certain diseases in your body. Evil spirits can cause your thyroid gland to oversecrete, such that you have what they call hyperthyroidism. If evil spirits can act on your glands, you see, the man was foaming, and Jesus said, that is a damn spirit. That is an evil spirit causing him to do that. Now, if evil spirit can cause your salivary gland to secrete saliva, normally your salivary gland is supposed to secrete when you put food in your mouth. When you put something in your mouth, then it automatically secretes saliva to enable you to, what to do with mastication or to chew. Today I'm teaching you some. <laughs> but you are with me. Are you with me? Amen. And we see this all the time in the hospitals. Hallelujah. I hope I'm teaching you something this afternoon. It means evil spirits can cause you to have depression. It can cause you to have deregulation of your dopamine and your dopamine receptors, and you can have depression. Evil spirits can act on your serotonin glands, and you can have certain, certain, certain hormonal imbalance, and it can cause depression. Evil spirit can cause you to have abnormal menstrual periods, that you bleed abnormally. Identify these things and pray against them. Amen. Amen. Identify them and pray against them. Hallelujah. I hope I'm speaking to somebody this afternoon. Demons can act on your physical body. Ben, demons can act on our physical bodies to make us do things that we don't want to. Demons can act on your physical body to make you move. And if demons can act on your physical body, I don't think demons will make you move in a good way. Whatever movement, Jeff, that a demon will act on your physical body to do will be a bad way. True or not true? It means a demon can act on your vocal cord. You know what is a vocal cord? Your vocal cord is what you bring out noise to make worse. And there are muscles that move. It means if demons can act on our muscles to move, then demons can act on your vocal cords to say certain things that you shouldn't say. Demons can act on your vocal cords to give certain counseling that you shouldn't give. Demons can act on your vocal cords to insult people. Have you not seen some people, they can insult. They can dress you down. They can insult you. They can look from your head to your toe and from your head. They can address you well, well, well. They can say something about your head, something about your neck, something about your chest, something about your arm. They are specialists in insulting. They say your armpit stinks like uh, <laughs> like um, what is that animal that that crossed the street? Snap. Uh, Skunk, skunk, skunk. <laughs> Mercy. It means evil spirits can act on your vocal cord. I said today I'm delivering certain people from evil spirits. If a demon wants you to be fired, you demons can act on your vocal cord to say certain things before your boss. 
And then when you leave, you see that you have regretted saying that. When you are on your own, you realize that you regretted. You say, what came over me that made me say something like that? It's demonic spirit that influenced you to say that. Say, what came over me? Amen. Look, beloved, it's not everyone that is sitting in church that says something to you that you have to take it. Because demons can influence people to say certain things. Demons can influence certain people to sing certain songs. Amen. Hallelujah. I said demons can act on your vocal cord. I am telling you, demons can act on your vocal cord to say certain things. Look, I have, I have, I remember when I was a student, I had a very embarrassing situation. Do you want me to share with you? I was doing psychiatric rotation and the attending physician took me to interview a patient with the psychiatric illness and I didn't know much. So as we sat down, we began to talk to this man and as he's talking, he's talking to us, he's talking to us and then suddenly his voice will change and his voice will become like a woman and then when you ask him, who is this? And then he will mention another name. You say, this is this person. And, this, and, and then she's, he's talking like a woman. And, then, he's, and then, then he will change again. And then he will come to another voice. Sounds like a male, but different from the one before. And then he's talking. And then he's talking. And then I said, I'm looking at the man. And then my mouth was full of laughter. And I could not control it. I have never seen a thing like this. And I just ran out of the room before I get fired from the rotation. So when the, when the, when the, when the doctor finished and he came, he said, what happened to you? I said, I couldn't control myself. <laughs> I couldn't control myself. And then he says, that is multiple personality disorder. Multiple personality disorder. Evil spirits, evil spirits acting on vocal cords to speak different languages and different tones. Evil spirits. Amen. Those of you who work in a hospital, you are dealing with a lot of demons, I tell you. That's why you need to pray, pray, pray. You work as a social worker, pray. You're dealing with all these social issues, they are demonic. You need to pray. And pray for your patients. And pray for yourself. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Am I preaching to somebody today? Amen. Amen. Demons can act on your vocal cord to make you argue. Strongly argue. And you are arguing strongly. Demons can affect you that way. Demons can act on you act on your muscles, act on you enough to fly an airplane into a building. Demons can do that. Yes. Mr. Poku, demons can make somebody do that. That you fly an airplane into a building and kill everyone. Amen. It means demons can, if demons can make our muscles move, contract our muscles, 
Demons can contract your muscles and lift your muscles up and slap your wife. And keep slapping and keep slapping. It's demonic. Pray that you be delivered from this muscle movement. Pray about that. Pray about that. When you finish, honey, I don't know why I'll hit you. I don't know. I've said I won't do this thing again, but every time, I don't know, something just lift up my hand and then it just come. It's demonic. It's demonic. Amen. Demons can make you do that. Hallelujah. I said demons can make you do that. Are you being delivered this afternoon? Demons can make you do that. Amen. Demons can make you move your body in a way that you walk and you seduce people. Demons can make you move your body to seduce people. It's demonic. Because that walking is not normal. That type of walking is not normal. That you walk and the men around cannot control themselves is not normal. Demons can make you walk by the street and cause accidents. You are walking by the street and then people are looking the way you are walking and cars are bumping into each other. It's demonic. And you, when you see such a thing, also turn your eyes. Lest you be overcome. Amen. Hallelujah. Am I preaching to somebody this afternoon? Am I preaching to somebody this afternoon? Be delivered. I said be delivered. Be delivered. Be delivered. From demonic possession. From demonic appetite. Demons can give you an unusual appetite. That you have your appetites for special types of food. You know, demons can give you an unusual appetite. You see, you see, let me tell you something. You see, doctors can tell you that this type of food is killing you, but you can't stop eating it. Doctors can tell you that you look, your arteries are clogged, and you need to be careful with the diet, but you can't control it. You see the food and then appetite, secretion, saliva. The food has not come, but you are hungry. Demons can do that. Be delivered. Be delivered. Be delivered. You are set free. I say you are set free. And whom the Lord sets free is free indeed. This afternoon, be delivered. You are set free. May the Lord set you free from demonic possession. May the Lord deliver you. May the Lord set you free from every demonic influence, every satanic influence. The Lord is setting you free. The Lord is delivering you. The hand of God is upon you, delivering you this afternoon from every satanic agenda. In the name of Jesus, stand to your feet. And let's bring the service to a close. Stand to your feet. Stand to your feet. Father, we thank you. We thank you, Lord. We thank you, Lord. We thank you, Lord. Oh, to you alone be the glory. We thank you, Lord, for setting us free. For setting us free this afternoon. For setting us free in the name of Jesus. We are grateful and thankful in the name of Jesus. Oh, this behavior, oh God. We thought we just have the hunger. We thought we have a desire for this. 
But Lord, uncontrolled desires. Desires that we cannot control. Desires that we have no control over. Oh, Father, behavior that we do not have control over. We are thankful, Lord, for delivering us. We are thankful for delivering us. In the name of Jesus. We are thankful. Yes. Yes. Oh, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you for setting your people free. It is by your word. You say you shall know the truth. And the truth shall make you free. We are thankful, of God, for setting us free this afternoon. We are thankful, of God, for delivering us. For setting us free. In the name of Jesus. Oh Jesus Oh Jesus Whom you set free Is free indeed Whom you set free You say you send forth your word And you heal all of our diseases By your word we are healed By your word we are delivered In the name of Jesus Father, we are thankful this afternoon. We are grateful, Lord, for your word. We thank you, Lord, for this wonderful revelation. Dear Lord, help us. Help us, O oh God. Give us the spirit of discernment. For everyone that is here, O oh God, give us the spirit of discernment. 
You said there are, as it may be, many different kinds of voices, but none of them is without signification. We ask God that you give her the spirit of discernment. Certain counseling can come from a very loved one. But Lord, give her the spirit of discernment to discern between the evil and the good. We are thankful and grateful for setting us free. For setting us free from demonic influences. For setting us free from demonic diseases. Father, diseases that are evil. Evil diseases. Father, that demons can cause overgrowth of our body parts. And call it cancer. Lord, we thank you that you are setting us free. In the name of Jesus. You are setting us free. In the name of Jesus. We thank you, Lord, that cancer is not our portion. There shall be no cancer in our church. In the name of Jesus. Breast cancer shall not prevail by the power of the blood of Jesus. For we cast out every demonic presence in us. In the name of Jesus. We are grateful and we are thankful in Jesus' name. Amen. With all eyes closed and every head bowed, you are here this afternoon. You are not born again. You want to give your life to Jesus. You want to receive Jesus Christ as your Savior. This afternoon, you are here. You say, I want to give my life to Jesus. If that is you, wherever you are, lift up your hand and I'll pray with you. You are here. You want to give your life to Jesus. Lift up your hand and I'll pray with you. Anyone here like that? You say, I want to receive Jesus Christ as my Savior. You are not born again. If you were to die today, you are not sure where you are going. But we can make our salvation sure. You can receive Jesus Christ this afternoon, right now. Where you are. Just lift up your right hand and I'll pray with you. Anyone here like that? Anyone here like that? You want to receive Jesus Christ as your Savior. Beloved, you are hearing him. He said there is room at the cross for you. He's calling unto you. There may not be another chance for you. There may not be another chance. Anyone here like that? Why don't you all join me and let's say this prayer together. Say, Lord Jesus, Lord Jesus thank you for dying for me. Thank you for dying for me. I have sinned against you. I have sinned against Lord, Jesus, Lord Jesus, I believe you are the Son of God. I believe you died for my sins. I believe you rose again on the third day. Lord Jesus, please cleanse me from all my sins. I welcome you into my life. Be my master. Be my savior. Be my Lord. Lord Jesus, from today, I will serve you the rest of my life. Please write my name in the book of life. Thank you, Jesus, for saving me. In Jesus' name. Amen. Why don't you give a big clap unto the Lord Jesus as you take your seats. We hope you have been blessed immensely by this message. Join us at 1734 Williamsbridge Road in the Bronx on Sunday afternoons and Tuesday evenings. For copies of this and other messages, contact us via email at lci.bronx at gmail.com.